Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 62, and this episode is made possible by generous support from Argyle, offering professional services with a niche focus in QA strategy and automated web testing. You can find out more about Argyle at ARRGYLE.com. Joining me today on the show, I have four people from K3 Integrations. We'll start with James. Uh, James, thanks for joining us, and can you tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself and your company? Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to, to join you this morning. So, yeah, I'm James Pello, and president of K3 Integrations, and man, I've been consulting for, what, 12 years now, and it's been a, a pleasure, most of it. In fact, a lot of it's been remote. I started K3 Integrations itself about four or five years ago doing Rails development, and we've uh, we've had a lot of fun. Most of the time has been remote. So we had a, an office in uh, in our, our local area here uh, in Walla Walla, Washington, for a while, and uh, we decided that 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 was working well. But we all wanted that remote experience, and uh, it's been it's been a joy. It's been a lot of fun. All right, we also have John Ash. Yeah, hello. Uh, my name is John, and I've been working with <laughs> K3 integrations for a while. Um, probably, what, five years? Something like that. And uh, I do project management and, <clears throat> and developing programming. And that's probably it. I've been <clears throat> programming probably since I was like a teenager. And you know, started with Commodore 64 in the good old days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy working with people. And uh, probably what I enjoy the most uh, about uh, development and, and working uh, remotely is, is the ability to really help people and solve their, their felt needs. You know, when they had, they contact me and say, we really need our website to do this. This is taking way too much time. I really enjoy that. So that's kind of a, my background. Cool, John. Thanks for joining us. Also <laughs> on the call is Dallas Reedy. Hey, Avdi, and good morning to you. Um, I've been with K3 for, I think, about nine months. And I actually started my whole career as a graphic designer uh, focused on print design. And shortly after graduating, I fell in love with JavaScript and actually AppleScript as well and discovered the whole realm of making things interactive and, and programming them so that users could actually sort of integrate with my creations rather than just being static elements printed on a page. Um, and ever since then, I've just been headlong into Ruby on Rails and JavaScript and uh, related technologies. So that's kind of a bit about me. Very cool. And last but not least, we have Gary Benton. Sure. Uh, I have a background in electronics technology, engineering technology. Um, I love new things and brainstorming. I started doing audio and video conferencing through the Internet around 1996, uh, I would guess. I've done some programming, assembly language, and when I was in university, I really enjoyed that. But 
that's not my strength, so I, I do everything that the developers don't. Um, I do project management, customer support, marketing, uh, recruiting, and several other hats. So I kind of translate between developers and uh, average people. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you all for joining me. And, uh, you know, before we go too much further, I don't think, have we, have we talked about what K3 does? <laughs> we haven't really. So K3 integrations um, is primarily focused on on Rails and uh, web development, and we've we've chosen Rails specifically as opposed to PHP, which is where most of us got started, and and have really enjoyed the the power and flexibility of that framework. Um, but we work with a, a lot of customers. A lot of the customers that we have are nonprofit organizations that are looking to make the world a better place. And so that's something that we enjoy as a team is feeling like that we can we can work with um, projects that have that kind of a purpose. Very cool. So uh, my understanding is that you're a pretty distributed team. Where is everybody in this call uh, located? Most of the team is in the Walla Walla, Washington area. So John and myself uh, are here. There are a couple other developers here. So John, uh, where are you located? Yeah, I'm in Fallbrook, California, about an hour north of San Diego, uh, two hours south of Los Angeles. And I'm in Boise, Idaho. This is Dallas. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the history of that. How did you come to be a distributed team? Well, we've always really kind of been a distributed team. When we started, my first hire was, was John Ash. And John and I had had opportunity to work together over the years on a couple of occasions. And we'd always done so remotely. Um, he had had me uh, join some projects he was working on down in California for a while. And uh, that had been a lot of fun. That's where I kind of got my introduction to web development. I'm an electrical engineer by, by trade and had always done electronics projects. But John kind of got me into the web side of things. And once uh, once I started uh, doing more web stuff, the company started, my own consulting company started to grow, and I hired John on. But one of his initial stipulations was that he wanted to be remote. He didn't want to have to have to go into an office every morning. Mm -hmm. And so that worked out really well when it was just the two of us. And then as the team continued to grow... Uh, I did open a physical location in town, and that went reasonably well, though I think a lot of people complain about having to go into the office every day. I mean, a lot, a lot of us had worked remotely. And so one day I mentioned to the team, hey, you know, let's do an experiment. Uh, why don't we close down the office here and just try it for a while, completely remote? Mm -hmm. And we, we did that, and it, it was um, you know, not without its, its uh, pain points, but it has gone exceptionally well. I think most people are used to working remotely. I mean, most people communicate on Skype a lot with friends and other people. We we communicate with with people with our customers uh, remotely. So so being remote uh, is is a, a familiar piece to most people's lives. Mm -hmm. So in in reality, I think the transition is a relatively easy one, especially in today's world. Maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when people weren't used to that dynamic. Uh, it may have been a, a more difficult transition, but really it was a very smooth transition for us, and we've just never looked back. Very cool. So at this point, how, how big is the company, and how many different locations do you have represented? Well, we're growing right now. We've actually got a, a, a several openings. 
So ask us that question in another couple of weeks and we'll <laughs> number will have changed. Get a different answer, right? Um, I think at this point we're uh, six individuals, if I remember right. I think so. So and uh, so we've got Walla Walla area here. We've got Fallbrook and Boise. Then there's another individual out on the East Coast that, that joins us occasionally on, on a contract basis. He's working with us fairly consistently right now. Okay. So you, you, you closed down the physical location. Now, did you did some of the folks in the, in the Walla Walla area still get together from time to time? We do. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of a, as a felt need kind of a thing. As time goes on, you know, there's this, this built need to, 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 to get together and to talk about things that are just easier to do face-to-face. -face. And, you know, that's one of the things difficult about remote work. There are certain things that are just harder to do remotely. And, you know, there's just not a good substitute for a whiteboard. Uh, and face-to-face -face interaction. So, so you know, probably I would say every three months or so, we, we start to kind of get that sense that, hey, it's time to get together. And uh, we generally will rent a conference room here in the Walla Walla area or else um, maybe hang out at one of the developers' homes. Um, and that works pretty well. It's, it's usually pretty efficient time because we've got a lot of things that we want to talk about. Uh, so it's very focused time. Uh, and we enjoy it a lot. Uh, it's always, of course, fun to get together and, and mm -hmm. enjoy, enjoy time together socially as well. Now, Gary, you spent some time out of country last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I spent about five months in uh, Costa Rica and Nicaragua and Panama. And uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was challenging sometimes to, to find uh, a good internet connection. But um, other than that, um, and the challenge of getting my time in, um, it was... It was great to, to work and then uh, go out in the evening and enjoy the food and the people and the, you know, uh, the life down there. <laughs> and, uh, learn a little Spanish and have some coconuts and nice. great tropical fruit. And yeah, it was, it was really fun. Uh, I remember one time I was in a, we were doing our, our daily stand-up uh, meeting and I was in a park. Uh, I'd found a, an access point in a, in a restaurant that was strong and worked worked really well so i was sitting there on the park bench uh in stand-up meeting and one of our developers uh, david says gary sounds like you're in an aviary today <laughs> and i i looked around and I, yeah there are quite a few birds around here and uh, i can hear them now that you mentioned it <laughs> that, that seems to be a weak point with uh with the microphones that are out there is is, uh -huh. is half the times it seems like seems like they pick up the the ambient noise better than they pick up your own voice yeah, <laughs> yeah. Headset seems to help, but uh, yeah, when, yeah. When a truck come, comes by or something, it can be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You say you do you do daily stand-ups, and that's uh, that's a Skype call or or like a Google Hangout or something. We've yeah. done Skype a lot uh, recently. We've been using uh, Google Hangouts quite a bit. Uh, yeah. We've experimented with uh, GoToMeeting. We use that with clients a fair amount, and, but uh, right now it's mostly uh, Hangout. Mm -hmm. On Google, mm -hmm. that's been working pretty well. Yeah. What other mm -hmm. kinds of communication do you use uh, through the day? Really, is mostly Skype and and Google Hangouts. Skype works reasonably well. Um, I I think you know if you want to share your screen or transfer a file or or uh, have just quick conversation, uh, you know, it's got most of those tools built in, and and uh, so it for as far as communication, it seems to be the 
the main tool. Though, you know, if we're wanting to communicate uh, via, say, creating a document or something like that, the Google Documents environment works pretty well. So I guess that's sort of communication in the sense that we can we can work remotely on a on on a single piece of content. Mm-hmm. So yes. those are probably our primary tools as far as communication. Yeah, sometimes two or three of us will get in, get on a conference in Skype, and we'll be working on a document in Google uh, Google Docs. What kind of documents are those? Are those like um, like you know, product specs, or specs, or uh, what sort of things are you using that for? Yeah, that's uh, product specs. Definitely, if we're working through the stories for a particular project, uh, Google Docs is a great way to do that. Or just organizing thoughts. Uh, we find ourselves making a lot of Google Documents. Just if you want to organize some thoughts together, uh, it's a great permanent place to do that. Uh, it's you, it's not as easy to go back and search through uh, how you arrived at some conclusion on a Skype conversation. But right. you can go back to that Google Doc and continue to mature those thoughts and ideas uh, as time goes on. So it's a great platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We also use it for estimating. Um, you know, when a customer wants to know what a given project is going to cost, then we go there and kind of work through an estimation process. So mm-hmm. that, we can share that with them. Yeah, that collaborative aspect there with estimations is is kind of a neat uh, a neat tool. It gives us the ability to, to sit there and talk through the estimate. You know, we always have at least two developers work on an estimate, so it's not just one one person's ideas. Um, and and that's helped an awful lot in really bringing up the quality of our estimates. We're usually uh, we usually nail that pretty well. And I think that tool, the Google Docs tool, has been a, a big part of that because you can you can talk about it in real time. You can ask questions and type on things and change. You can see the interaction uh, live there in that in that discussion. And uh, I think that's really helped. Hmm. Throughout a given day, are you working really closely together? Or are you all off kind of um, doing your own um, parts of a project? Uh, how does that usually pan out? Well, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about pairing. And that's obvious a big question with, with this remote kind of virtual environment that we work in. Um, and we tend to be somewhat pragmatic about those kinds of things. We're not a uh, 100% pairing kind of a, a team, though I think there's an awful lot of value in pairing uh, and, and working together collaboratively on a piece of code, though though we find ourselves doing that more with the critical kinds of things. Uh, if there's a particular piece of code that's just, you know, high cost of failure, it's got to work, uh, we're going to be pairing with that. And we often will use GoToMeeting for that. You can share the screen easily. You can pass back and forth the control of the keyboard. Um, and you, you got the audio component, of course, there. And, and uh, so that's generally the, the, the tool of choice for, for that. Yeah, sometimes when we're pairing, usually we uh, kind of do our own thing. And when we have stand-ups in the morning, we all kind of agree on what we're working on for the day. <clears throat> but then we oftentimes will just jump in and join another uh, developer, join someone else as needed throughout the day. And then also, when we're in a critical phase of the project, especially like up front where we're doing a, a lot of the concepting and figuring out, um, you know, the the important pieces and how it'll all work together, it's good to collaborate on those parts as well. Mm, right. Okay, so you've got kind of a mix of, of close collaboration and then and then also working on your own. Sounds mm-hmm. like. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
any particular challenges that have come up as you've you know as you've grown a bit as a team and and been you know more and more distributed? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think probably one of the biggest challenges that you find, and it's not a huge challenge, it's just something to kind of think about as you're working together, and that is when you're face-to-face, there's an awful lot of nonverbal communication that happens, like communicating respect, communicating appreciation. Uh, a lot of those things just kind of happen kind of organically when you're, when you're together, uh, and they have to be done a bit more um, systematically and intentionally. When you're when you're working remotely, and you know you can have um, differences of opinion that that can build that you just never even noticed um, when you're remote, whereas it would be more obvious uh, when you're face to face. Those kinds of things you just need to deal with communication a little more intentionally mm-hmm. um, when you're remote, uh, maintaining that respect, maintaining um, a positive working relationship with everybody, and that's really not. You know, we've we've got a bunch of really good guys in the team, and so that's not been a lot of work. But it's something that is it it at least bears um, an extra element of thought mm-hmm. in a day to be intentional about communicating those things. As the as the president, do you do you make a particular effort to sort of model that? I do, and you know we've. Um, We've uh, done better at this in certain times and worse. I originally started out, I said, once a month, let's, I want to get together with each person and, and just kind of chat through how are things going. And so I would reach out and do that. Now it's been a bit more um, kind of on an, uh, an as-needed basis, kind of as I start to feel maybe that there's something that needs to be discussed. Uh, I'll reach out and, and talk. And, and I often try and, and just uh, when I see something that somebody's done really well, I'll try and reach out and say, hey, um, Fantastic work. I really appreciate that. Being intentional about those kinds of things. You're not going to just bump into people quite in the same way, you know, in the elevator or whatever. Right. Um, that you, you would in, in a, a physical location. So you have to just be intentional about that and, and make sure that you actually, if you feel like, hey, you know, I should probably say something positive about, about that person. Go and, go and actually do it at that moment rather than waiting. This, this might be a bit off the subject, but it is a, f- a fun group of guys to work with. We the other morning uh, it was James's birthday, and we decided <laughs> we would uh, sing Happy Birthday to him. <laughs> and I guess it was quite an experience from his end because we were all about 250 milliseconds apart from each other. <laughs> that could be interesting. an interesting harmony. Yeah. I, I wish I had recorded it. <laughs> That's a really good it was point, fun though. Yeah, it seems like that's one of the harder things to do. You know, you don't, like you say, you don't, you don't bump into people in the halls. And so, you know, you don't think, oh, that was, you know, you don't bump into someone and say, think, say that was, that was a great, you know, piece of work. That was a great, uh, you know, mm-hmm. nice save last night or something. Cause you, it's, right. you're just not, you know, brought up face to face with them that way. And, and I, I've, in my experience, it's been the same, you know, you, the hardest thing is remembering to say the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. You think it, but you don't, you don't say it. So that's so. definitely it's a terrific reminder. Anything that you thought would be would be more difficult and actually wasn't? Yeah, I think just the the whole idea of working remotely is like we were saying earlier is 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 easy for most of us and we kind of thought there would be challenges. But in reality, um there haven't been. Uh, it's been a bit surprising in that sense. I mean, yeah, there've been little gotchas here and there, things we should think about, uh, little re- refinements and tunings here and there, but for the most part uh, I would recommend it to anybody. It's a fantastic way to, to run business. I mean, not only is it, um, you know, does it improve the bottom line from from that financial perspective, but I think it's also been um, 
a positive thing in, in the hiring process. Uh, it's a, you know we, we get an overwhelmingly positive reaction in that regard. Oh, you know if if in fact in fact I think you know there's uh, a lot of the candidates we're looking at right now, for example, uh, it would be a real challenge for them to have to move mm-hmm. and be a part of a, a, a team here. But they're they're quite quite happy with the idea of working remotely. That's becoming very common as an expectation from from developers that mm-hmm. they can work remotely. It's so, really so far- really a great thing to have a fair amount of flexibility to fair amount of freedom. You know, we have some overlap during the day quite a bit. But you know, if we need to go do something and and then work a little extra in the evening, we can do that. And it's uh, mm-hmm. it's really nice. So there really haven't been challenges. I mean, uh, we've we've it's just it's just worked. Uh, so, hmm. okay. So let's see, Gary. You you spent some time in South America last year. Does anybody else have any stories of you know ways that you've taken advantage of the flexibility of remote work? John worked <laughs> a little bit from Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see. It was what was it about a year ago, eight months or something? I went over to Hong Kong, and uh, my uh, we had some clients over there, and there was a a conference that was going over there and so i went over and did a ruby on rails presentation at that conference and uh, while i was there i you know worked remotely along with the team back here and that was fun uh the time zone difference was probably the biggest challenge yeah i guess so that's a pretty big gap yeah Another thing I wanted to mention, though, was here back um, when I first started working remotely, a lot of times you think, well, there's going to be a lot of distractions, uh, you know, working from home, you know, Mm -hmm. the dogs barking and the kids playing the piano in the background and the, you know, wife and whatever. But a lot of times you don't realize that there's a lot of distractions at work, Mm -hmm. you know, in the office setting which can just as just as often keep you from getting the stuff done that you need to get done. Right, yeah. You know, so I found that in many ways it works just great to work from home. I like it. Mm-hmm. Kind of on that subject, I think it's a, it's a bit of a different battle because, you know, at the work environment, you're expected to be working and you're around people that, that uh, are working, so you have this feeling that that I should be working, I should look productive, and those right. kinds of things. Look busy, uh-huh. <laughs> look busy, right? Um, but when you're working remotely in your home, all of a sudden now you're in a completely opposite environment. The people around you kind of expect, in some way, that you're available now, and and so now you're you're battling uh, that that constantly, that sense that that I should be able to walk in the in in the office and yeah i've got a couple couple of sons you know one of them's three and a half and the other one's like 13 months old and my three and a half year old just loves to just run in here and sit on my lap and if the door's open he's uh he's likely to do that and and so i think that's a bit of a challenge finding ways to to set up the the boundaries at home so that you that, that people see you as working that that this time okay i've closed the door um, I'm in here for, for you know, a f- few hours between breaks, whatever, uh, and and I'm I'm going to be productive and and please when you see the door closed, uh, try not to interrupt me unless that's it's really important. Right. But setting up good boundaries at home, good expectations with the rest of the family. My wife is at home here 
and uh, works in the home uh, as well. And and so setting up those boundaries of the family, I think, is just really key. Sitting down and 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 just describing what the expectations should be and and how to work through those kinds of situations is is yes. just really critical. Yeah, I agree. That is, that is very very mm. crucial. I think that also can be one of the benefits, though, from working working from home. Um, for example, I'll, I'll often, you know, start a load of dishes or change the laundry or uh, take the dog out. Um, <clears throat> or if we have visitors coming into town, I'll sit down and chat with them for a bit. Because um, we can make up that time later since we have this flexible schedule, since we're not necessarily in an office, since we don't have this, this uh, surrounding environment or pressure of everyone needs to be working on the same thing at the same time. You can take your time to run your personal errands or do your personal duties around the house uh, and then get back to work on your own schedule. And as long as you're getting in your hours and getting stuff done on time, you know, what does it matter to the rest of the team? Or unless, of course, you're trying to be in a meeting with everyone else, then it's a little inconvenient. (laughs) Yeah, it works out well a lot of times because we, we work, you know, we do a lot of asynchronous type work and we'll email and we'll Skype and we'll, those kinds of things and, and uh, we we get the work done, but it's not always, you know, it's often kind of asynchronously. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You mentioned that you're interviewing some potential new hires. Uh, you know, a question that I get very often is, uh, how do I get myself hired at a at a company that does remote work? And so, where did you find those potentials? Where did you go looking for new hires? Yeah, I've done a lot of searching. Uh, LinkedIn is a very good uh, way. Um, I, I often do a Google search with, you know, put in some keywords and then site colon, uh, linkedin.com and I can find an awful lot of what I'm looking for there. Um, I've also recently taken to scouring, uh, GitHub seems to be a good place. Uh, working with rails is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Facebook, not so much. Uh, we've advertised on 37 signals, uh, job board. That's been pretty good. Um, I've advertised on Craigslist and got some responses there, but usually not quite the quality we're hoping for. Yeah, we just resort to a lot of different um, avenues. Mm-hmm. Kind of addressing, though, your question of, of uh, how do you get hired. One of the things that I find is that there are, there are two kind of people, <laughs> those that work really well remotely and those that don't. And how do you, how do you kind of get that? that sense um, in the hiring process. How will this person do in remote work? Because I think a lot of people say, absolutely, it'll work fine for me. That's, you know. Um, and one of the things that I find is a, is a pretty good indicator is how motivated are they to get the job? If they, you know, if, if, if I find that, you know, they're, they don't really put out a, a good, strong, solid effort to get the job, mm-hmm. then they probably aren't going to be self-motivated in a working environment either. Um, so that's one of the key things that I look for. Are they are they putting out a good solid effort? Are they are really really taking the extra mile in getting this job, or is this just kind of one of many that they're looking at? Mm-hmm. Cool. So do they offer um, you know really good code to look over without being asked? You know, do I get a lot of extras? Uh, and those are the people that bubble to the top really quickly. Good tips. Good tips. Well, hopefully that. Uh... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's important. I mean, you know, you have to be, I guess, you know, you have to be, if you're in a dispersed team, you have to be someone who's going to make the effort to, you know, to communicate and to, to, um, well, like, you know, you like you were saying earlier, you know, not just communicate when things are going wrong, but also communicate when things are going well and just, you know, sort of be proactive mm-hmm. about that kind of thing. So it mm-hmm. kind of stands to reason 
that that it's also the people that are going to really put forth an effort to uh, to get the job. Yeah, it's amazing how often I don't even get an, an email back after an interview. Hey, thanks for taking the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that really speaks negatively in right. a lot of ways. So, so just the the extras, yeah. um, I think, really indicates that this person is really ready to take on the rigors of, of remote work. Right. All right. Well, um, before we uh, we wrap up, where can people find out more about K three and about uh, you folks individually online? Yeah, well, we're definitely present at k3integrations.com. You can check out our website there. Uh, you can see some of the work we've done in the past, and, and I believe most of the team is on there, uh, though I think we need to update some of those sections. It seems like it's always, you know, the, the cobbler's uh, shoes are the most worn out. And <laughs> our website is certainly... <laughs> most of our work comes word of mouth, and, and so I, I think our website kind of itself does um, lag pretty significantly at times. But you can find out more there. And I always welcome a phone call, a conversation. And, you know, people aren't often in the Walla Walla area, but if someone's here, look me up. I'd be happy to sit down and, and over lunch or whatever, chat with, with people. But, uh, you know, give us a call. I think the phone number's there on the web. Happy to talk to, to anybody about these kinds of things. If somebody's considering uh, going remote, I'm always happy to sit down and, and talk about some of those challenges with an individual. So reach out to any one of us. Um, it's, you know, our first name at k3integrations.com is the email address. So uh, reach out. We'd all love to chat. Yes. Yep. Yeah, if anybody's in the L.A. area um, or San Diego, um, feel free to contact me. I'd love to talk with you. Awesome. Well, uh, James, John, Dallas, Gary, thank you all so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And that's our show. Hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show, if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews with remote workers, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Pouquet. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off. Wow, <laughs> wow,